1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. And good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. MoneyWise is brought to you every Sunday morning at this time by USA Wealth Group. I'm going to start today with a quotation because it really highlights the theme of our show today. Always have a plan and believe in it. Nothing happens by accident. This is a former NFL head coach, Chuck Knox. Today we're going to be talking about some very famous people who did not have a plan and what the consequences are. People like Humphrey Bogart and Harry Truman and Marilyn Monroe and Spencer Tracy and a lot of other people who didn't plan or didn't plan the way they should plan including some fairly recent faces. But this morning, we're pleased to have with us some familiar faces and familiar voices. Attorney Michael Coleman. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And Attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning. And good morning, Tenny. Are you happy to be here also? I am happy to be here. Good. It's a beautiful day. Yes, it is a beautiful day. Well, every day should be a beautiful day. Well, welcome to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we're going to be talking about famous estates gone wrong And there's a lesson there really for all of us, isn't there, Tenny? Or gone wrong, not done at all. Either not done at all or not done correctly. And what happens if you don't plan? And here's another quotation I'm going to give you right to start with. Plan your next move because every step contributes towards your goal. This was a motivational speaker named Ratnakar. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. (laughs) But in any event... Um, so why do we have a plan at all, Tenny? Because what happens if you don't do an estate plan, for example? Well, we have talked about this quite a lot, but if you do not have any kind of planning documents and something should happen to you, heaven forbid, which it will at some point, and you die with assets in your own name, then those assets will not only go through the probate court, But they also may end up going to people that you have no interest in them going to because the state has a plan for you if you don't make one for yourself. It's called the rules of intestacy. Intestacy sounds like a dirty word, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Oh, I think it sounds like a disease. (laughs) It does sound like a disease, actually. Yep. Well, I wonder why people put things off. I wonder why people simply don't plan. It's because... They don't want to face it? They don't want to face the thought of, of dying? Or is it because it's just a natural human tendency to procrastinate? And I think that what we find is that people are not used to going into a lawyer's office. They don't know what to expect. They're afraid. They're intimidated. Um, and actually, we're pretty nice people, aren't we, Mike? I think we are. Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> Let me start out with uh, Princess Diana. Um, she made a mistake in her – she gave something called a letter of wishes about giving away her belongings. She died in 1997. She did leave a will, and she named her sister and her mother as executors. But she also wrote a separate letter of wishes asking her executors at their discretion to divide her belongings amongst her sons and 17 godchildren. But instead of getting stuff worth an estimated 100,000 pounds, which is probably about a quarter of a million dollars, each godchild got only a trinket. So the important lesson is make a plan. Don't just rely upon 
your letter of wishes. That's not how things get done. That's not how things get accomplished. But a lot of very famous people that we're going to talk about today have done exactly this kind of a thing. Uh, this is a detailed – these are kind of fun, actually, to see these things of people who did not plan. Um, but there's actually some very detailed information. If anybody would like to read more about this, um, you know, we're happy to give more detailed information about each of these individuals. And the moral of the story, obviously, is that letters, notes, uh, asking that somebody will just know what your wishes are and just do what you think is best, that's not how to plan, is it? No. Uh, at our seminars, we usually start off uh, while people are waiting for it to begin with a slideshow on famous estates that went wrong. And people are fascinated by it, um, as you say, whether it's Franklin Roosevelt or Humphrey Bogart or any of these famous people. And Aretha Franklin, as we just learned, don't ever make any plans. It's quite incredible. Well, um I think people think that they're, more, they're not mortal. Things are not going to happen to them. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, it takes as much energy to wish as it does to plan. It's hmm. a good thought. Yeah, it is a good thought, isn't it? So let's talk, Mike, uh, very quickly for a minute. Um, what are the main differences between wills and trusts, and why should somebody do a will versus a trust, for example? Well, a lot of differences, actually. Wills eventually become public documents. When you have to do a probate, the will has to be submitted to the probate court. So that what that means is that anyone can walk into the court and get a copy of the will and therefore see where all your assets go. Mm -hmm. Whereas a trust is a private document and never gets filed with a court. No one can see who gets anything. But they're both done by lawyers, usually, and they're done with legal formality and appropriate right. language of formality that has been either passed by legislatures or time-tested over hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. A will is a good thing to have to set forth where you want your assets to go. Um, but what most people don't know is that it still has to go through probate if you have assets in your name alone. That's a major difference. I just met with someone last night who has a will, and they didn't understand that uh, that needed to go through probate. Hmm. No, because we've seen too much television where people sit down in a lawyer's office around a big conference table and the lawyer reads the will and everybody says, oh, I thought I was going to get this. Right. But that's not fic That's not reality. No, that's it's fiction. not, unfortunately. Um, wills need to be – there's only one original will. So a lot of times you have to put the will in a safe deposit box or you know a safe place. And sometimes people don't allow others access to the safe deposit box. Well, I'll tell you an interesting story in my own family. I had an uncle who was married, had four children, um, had a will for uh, that family and that wife, and then he got married again to a second person. He got divorced and got remarried, mm -hmm. and she wasn't a very nice lady, but he did create a will for her, mm -hmm. and then later they separated and they were heading for a divorce court. Mm. And he went out and supposedly did a brand new will so he could take care of his kids from his first marriage. Right. That will was never found. Oh, jeez. Because it was destroyed. It was probably torn up. Mm. And so the unintentional result was that the woman that he married the second time around got everything. Hmm. Nothing went to his kids. I know that sometimes, in, or most times in our wills, we'll say that in the event of divorce, it's as if my wife predeceased me. Mm -hmm. 
So that's a useful thing to have in but there. But those are good examples about why it's important to do documents. You know, briefly back to the question of uh, Princess Diana, Princess Di, um, her executors actually went into court to see whether they could ignore this uh, letter of wishes that she left behind. And the court in England said, yes, they could, that they got a variance from not having to follow the terms of this letter. It resulted in a delay in distributions to uh, Prince William and Prince Harry, um, and they were able to hold the money out for a longer period of time. So it was really just a mess. But she didn't use the required language that had to be used that lawyers would typically use. Instead, she used words like discretion and wishes, and the court said that didn't meet the legal requirements. Right. So you, you can't do your own will, and I, I assume you and Tenny have probably seen situations when people have tried to do their own documents as well. That doesn't work, does it? No, nor does handwritten, uh, a, a handwritten document. Um, a will needs to be not only notarized, but it needs to be witnessed by two uninterested people. Uh, so there are lots of formalities that are required. So um, you want to plan, you want to do it right, and you want to make sure, most importantly, that you take some action. So Thomas Jefferson a long time ago said, never put off for tomorrow what you can do today. Hmm. Procrastination. Do you ever procrastinate, Mike? I try not to. No? It's a bad habit. Let's see. Um, well, I guess it won't get personal. Uh, we won't talk about boats and like engines and things car. like that on the radio. Gas caps. <laughs> Gas caps. See, we all procrastinate in some little things. Tenny, do you ever procrastinate? All the time. There are just some things that are just a pain to do. Mm. And so what do you do? You just don't do them, put them off. And that's what people do about their wills and their estate planning. They just say, Maybe tomorrow I'll get to it. Well, I, I want you to know that I never procrastinate. I just think about things for a longer period of time sometimes. <laughs> just don't get to them, right. Yeah. <laughs> Contemplate. <laughs> well, everybody procrastinates. The one thing you do not want to procrastinate on, obviously, is making sure that your documents are in place. And that's true for investments. It's true for uh, your finances. It's true, most importantly, for deciding on whether to do a will or a trust and then getting it in place. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett once said, one of my favorites, sometimes, excuse me, someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. <laughs> Another useful thought. Yep. So, Teddy, who are some of the other famous people that we've looked at that didn't plan or didn't plan as well as they could have? Well, I know yeah. Michael Jackson is one of them. It's okay. a good example of... Uh, what we deal with sometimes is that he actually did set up a trust, but unfortunately he never got his assets in the trust. So he didn't fund the trust. Right. So, I mean, that's it's good to have a trust, but if you don't get things in the trust, that's really an empty, useless document. Mm-hmm. And we say, see that all the time, don't we, Mike? We do. Unfortunately, we try and explain as much as possible uh, what needs to happen once someone sets up this living trust, but... Again, but you give procrastinate you, and, yeah you yeah. give written instructions on how yes. to put things in the trust. I know that you help put certain things in the trust, like real estate, don't you? Real estate is something that we can do, yes, but we're not able to go to a bank or a stock broker or whatever and convince them to convert something from a, a single owner's name into a trust, so we give people instructions about how to do that but i I saw a very interesting couple the other day they had not been in 
since the early 2000s. And lo and behold, their accounts were not in the trust. Um, the only reason they came in now was because this uh, wife's sister had become ill, and she had to do a Medicaid application for that lady. Mm -hmm. And she found out how very difficult it was to find old records and uh, get everything together. So she was determined to not let that happen to her own estate. It was a good lesson. Well, it's it's a very good lesson, and unfortunately you see it all the time. And it's not like you don't reach out to people and remind them because I know that you do newsletters and you send out email blasts when there's changes in the law, and you do a lot of things to keep reminding people to, to we, take care of things. Yes, we even send out direct letters to people three years or more, or, the, or thereabouts, I should say, from the time that they do their trust, saying, please come in to review it again because something might have changed in your life or in the law, and it's time to look at it again to make sure it reflects your goals and your wishes. So give these folks a call, ladies and gentlemen, Attorney Michael Coleman, Attorney Tenny Lance. You can reach them at 508-998-8858. This should be on your list of things to do for New Year's or end of year. Or before. Or right. before. I Don't think the interesting, yeah, the interesting thing about the slideshow that we do at the beginning of our workshops is that it shows what's called shrinkage. Um, and that is the amount of money that is lost if you don't properly plan or if you maybe spend too much money in a, a will contest or on some kind of a probate matter. Marilyn Monroe, for example, lost her estate, lost 21% simply because she didn't plan it properly. You know, these numbers are kind of relative, too. We think of people like Marilyn Monroe must have been a multimillionaire. The size of her estate, by the way, was $819,000. It cost $20,000 to settle her estate, but she ended up paying death taxes of $154,000. So her estate was reduced by 21%. Had she done planning and better planning, she probably wouldn't have lost hardly anything. You know, Mike, can we come back for just a minute and talk about the differences between wills and trusts? Because we started mm -hmm. to talk about that, and you said that a will has to go through probate court. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it becomes a public document, and right. a trust does not. Um, Before I go back to that, I sure. just want to mention one thing about the shrinkage. Uh, Warren Berger, former Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. My favorite. He did his own will, and it was 176 words. He typed it up himself, which is great, except he forgot about estate taxes. So he died with a $1.8 million estate, and they paid $450,000 in estate taxes. Hmm. So that's a good I used, reason, you know? I used to enjoy talking about him and saying, can you imagine the Chief Justice of the United States who did his own will, mm -hmm. and he could have picked up the phone and called any one of three dozen law firms in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. and said, would you like to do my will or my trust yeah. for me? And they would have been running over themselves and tripping to go do the, the yeah. estate plan for the Chief Justice of the United States. cost a lot less than 450000 <laughs> Well, the old expression is he who represents himself has a fool for a lawyer, yeah. <laughs> right? Or a fool for a client, I'm not fool sure which. For a or maybe both. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the wills versus trusts, one thing that people also don't understand is that when you have just a will and there are assets in your name alone, those assets are basically frozen when you pass away. So no one can go to the bank and get money out of the bank. They can't sell the house. 
they have to wait until the probate is completed before they can get any money. So how do they pay the funeral expenses? How do they, you know, manage the person's affairs, pay the insurance on the house? How does mm-hmm. that all get done if they don't have access to any money? We have a, a client now in our office. Um, it's it's a niece, and her aunt was um, unmarried, didn't have any children, wanted to leave things to her nieces and nephews. However, she never got around to coming in. She came in once to our office, but just to kind of inquire about things. And then she never came back to actually do the documents. The poor soul died, and the niece is now faced with trying to figure out how to get this all through an administrative process at probate court, how to pay for the funeral, how to have any costs for the probate process. She has to take money out of her own name in order to do that and then get hopefully reimbursed later. It can be a terrible mess and so easily avoided. Well, we've got lots and lots of examples. They're kind of fun, these famous estate slides. So the, the message here really is that wills are good, trusts are better, basically, right? Yeah, right. And it's not for everybody. I guess, I guess you would probably take the position that it's better that somebody have a will than have nothing at all. Yes, because the will does set forth where you want your assets to go. So you can specify who gets what, which is a, a great thing. Um, again, again, that goes through probate, and anyone can go into the court and see who gets what. Mm. Um, what if you don't die, but you just become incapacitated? Can a will help you if you become incapacitated? No, we we generally advise to do a trust for that, and as well as other documents, powers of attorney, a health care proxy, a durable power of attorney. So the will does not help in the event of incapacity. All right. And one other point or one other question I'd like to ask about a will, what if you have property in more than one state? What does that do with, when you have a will versus a trust? Then you're going to have to do what's called an ancillary probate. So you're going to have to open up the probate in the state where you – well, someone will have to open up the probate in the state where the person died. And then once there's an appointment in that state, they have to file an ancillary probate in the other state where there is property. So now we're talking about two probates, two filings, attorneys involved in multiple states. So Sounds like a big party. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. For the lawyers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about some other uh, famous estates. How about some recent people? Uh, how about Marlon Brando? I mean, he's not really recent, but Marlon Brando um, died in 2004, not that long ago. And he had an estate plan for his $100 million estate. The problem is when he um, did his estate plan, he made oral promises to his uh, long-term housekeeper. I wonder if she was really just his housekeeper. (laughs) Her name was Angela. And she filed lawsuits claiming that she was illegally kicked out of Marlon Brando's California home. And she said that the house was actually a gift to her from Marlon Brando. But he never completed the paperwork to transfer the deed to give her legal ownership. So she sued for $627,000 for the value of the house. Um, she got. She also sued for $2 million in damages, punitive damages. They ended up settling the case. She got $125,000. And, and obviously not the house. And she did not get the house. But when you do documents uh, like wills and trusts, Do you do something to prevent people from trying to file a claim against the estate? Do you have language that will help that situation? 
We include no contest clauses in all the documents, whether it's a will or a trust. There's always something in there saying if someone uh, contests the trust or the will, then they get written out of the estate plan. Hmm. And um, when you do estate planning, are there other kinds of documents that you do besides a will or a trust? I know those are the two most important documents, but there there are other significant documents you do as well, right? Mm-hmm. We'll do a will even though we do a trust. So that's what's called a pour-over will, basically saying that if someone does a trust and they forget to fund it, then the will says I leave everything to my trust. It's sort of like a safety net. And then we'll do powers of attorney, health care proxy, a HIPAA forms, a living will for someone to sign if they want to. So, hmm. yeah. Okay. So, Tenny, let's talk about some of the other estates that maybe we should be mentioning that are kind of interesting and fun. Well, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, important to talk about him uh, because he, as smart as he was, as well represented he, but he was by uh, everyone throughout his life, he had a 30% shrinkage in his estate. He started out well, he didn't, but his estate started out at $1.9 million. But because of taxes and settlement expenses, he only ended up his estate with 556000 So more than a 30% shrinkage for him. That's just incredible. Uh, we should talk a bit about death taxes or estate taxes, as they are actually called. Because the difference between a will and a trust as far as estate taxes goes is significant. We're seeing more and more people who have estates as a couple that are in a, that the estate is in excess of $1 million. And with a trust, you can protect $2 million of exemptions. Without a trust, there is no protection. So usually that means that the couple only gets a $1 million exemption for the person who first died. Okay. And we're really not concerned terribly much about federal estate taxes, are we? Not any longer. Federal estate taxes are based upon an exemption in excess of $11 million. So Per person. Yes, per person. So only the um, I'm going to use a bad word, stupid, or uh, procrastinators do not uh, take advantage of ways to save on federal estate taxes. But we all live in Massachusetts, and Massachusetts has a $1 million exemption to estate taxes. It's fairly low. So uh, if you have a lot of assets and they are getting up there in size, come and see us about how we can protect you from that estate tax. So the federal estate tax is actually, uh, the exemption is $11.2 million per person. Mm -hmm. So a married couple can have $22.4 million of assets and not worry about paying federal estate tax. It's estimated that something like only two-tenths of 1% of people now have to be concerned about paying estate taxes Mm -hmm. on the federal level. Uh, That was a big gift to very wealthy people uh, with the tax act. But as Tendy said, the Massachusetts estate tax is still very concerning for many, many people. Mm-hmm. And uh, with a $1 million exemption, for a lot of people, it's not hard to reach that amount. Not well, at all. Let's talk about some other people who messed up their estates. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, 
a very famous actor, died unexpectedly, left a very large estate. He didn't cover all of his children. Hmm. And this goes to the point of, so even if you've done an estate plan, have you updated it? Right. And if you haven't updated it, you could have a mess. And they ended up having to have a, a protracted probate process because the will hadn't been simply kept up to date. Yeah. So this is sort of a reminder that you need to periodically take a look at your will or your trust and make sure it's still current. And the same thing goes with other assets too, life insurance policies or IRAs if you have those and you have beneficiaries named on those if something changes in your life. If there's a divorce or something happens, you want to check on those beneficiaries because someone who you don't want to get those proceeds could down the line. Mm-hmm. And like, that's that's something we hear about a lot. Uh, at least once a week I see somebody in the office – um, a couple, and they, I say, do you have updated beneficiary schedules on your life insurance policies or your annuities or whatever? And they say, oh, yes, we've left them to each other. Well, that's wonderful, except that if something happens to you both simultaneously or if after the first uh, member of the couple dies, you forget to make a change, then those items are going to go through probate because there is no identification of a beneficiary. So put other people on your beneficiary schedules. Well, we're going to come back in a couple minutes and, and continue our discussion about famous estates of people who maybe didn't do things correctly, except for Robin Williams. Robin Williams did a proper job. He did a good job, and his estate was done uh, correctly. But there are a lot of people who made major mistakes, like uh, Prince or Sonny Bono or uh, Jerry Garcia from The Grateful Dead. A lot of people did things that shouldn't have been done recently. We've had issues recently with people like Aretha Franklin and their estate plan. And I want to say one more thing about Michael Jackson when we come back to it because it's kind of interesting. So stay tuned. We're going to come back and talk about how you could be famous if you don't do your estate plan correctly. <laughs> Welcome back to Money Wise, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to this wonderful Sunday morning when we're talking about famous estates, people who did it properly, people who didn't do it properly. And the old rule for lawyers is you can pay me now or you can pay me later. Right. Or you can pay me a smaller amount now or you can pay me a lot more later. Right. Is that your motto, Michael? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it is, at least for this morning. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, the, the message, obviously, is if you plan correctly, it's much less expensive to plan ahead of time correctly mm-hmm. than it is to pay a lot more money, have your family pay a lot more money later. So we appreciate the reminder from our our studio people who are here helping us <laughs> join in this conversation. <laughs> and. We're meeting with attorney Tenny Lance and attorney Michael Coleman from Lance Law, Inc. They're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. You can reach them at what telephone number, Michael? 508-998-8800. And Tenny, what's your website? If you know it. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, what's our website? It's (laughs) lancelawinc.com. I'm so bad. Technology is not my thing. No. It's a good thing you're smart. <laughs> In other ways. <laughs> In other ways. Well, we're talking about uh, famous estates, and I said that I wanted to mention something about Prince. The other thing that was interesting about Prince's, not Prince, uh, Michael Jackson. Michael, Jackson. Michael Jackson's estate was 
that all kinds of keep people came forward after his death claiming that they were his children. Mm. And I kept saying to myself, I wonder if that was even humanly possible. <laughs> I thought that was Prince. He did have kids, though. Michael Jackson had, you know, he had a couple of kids, yeah. but not as many kids as came forward that claimed that they were oh. his progeny <laughs> or offspring, as oh, it yeah. were. Yeah. But, or he um, was a very active person. But you can prevent some of those kinds of things, can't you, if you have this no contest kind of language in your estate plan? Sure, you can prevent people from coming along and saying that you were under duress when you signed your documents or you didn't understand them. Of course, they can still uh, sue in court and uh, make, a, make a fuss about things. But if they do that and they lose, they get nothing. So. Mm. Tenny, do you think there's any such thing as a normal family? Rarely. Very rarely. Mm. Um, Most of the people we see have some sort of an issue in their family, and I don't know how you define normal, but it might be that they really aren't crazy about their son-in-law or they really aren't um, planning properly for their special needs great-great-grandchild, all kinds of things that happen in families. It's normal to be abnormal. Yeah, it is really. And we see people who are caregivers for um, uh, parents. We see people who are estranged from their sister or their brother. Mm. We see people who are worried about their daughter-in-law, that she's always inquiring about money. And they're afraid that if they leave assets to their son, that it's going to be misused later. Um, So there's all kinds of reasons why you should do planning. It's not just because... I'm a perfectly normal family, and I've got two kids, and they're going to each get their share, and if something happens to them, it's going to go to their grandchildren. When I meet with clients, I always try and get an idea of the family situation, mm. although sometimes they don't want to share things with me. I'll see, I'll say, sure. you know, do the kids get along, and sometimes they'll say yes, sometimes they'll be honest and say no, so that's always something that we need to think about. Well, and today we see other kinds of issues, too. We see situations in which one child um, is uh, drug addicted mm-hmm. and... Uh, I've seen situations where there are children who are uh, gone from the scene. They haven't had any contact with them for 20 years. They don't yeah. even know where they are. Or sometimes sometimes the parents will help a child out financially while they're alive. So mm-hmm. maybe a sibling will say, well, why, you know, if he got that while they're alive, shouldn't they get less when you pass away? So that can always be an area of conflict. I think the the greatest soap opera in the world must be running a law practice where you do estate planning. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you don't find out until after the fact. It's like the farmer's insurance ad. We insure it all because we've seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, you really do. So you both have tremendous amounts of experience. And um, Karen Lamb once said, a year from now, you may wish you had started today. Mm. Estate planning is a critical thing. It should just never, ever be put off. And yet, uh, it is not all that difficult to do. We want to make sure that people understand that. It's not a matter of contemplating for ages with an attorney how to to line stuff up. It's more important to get it done, and it can be done in as simple as two meetings with us. Uh, At the first meeting, we get to know you, and we get to know what your goals are, and then uh, we can write up what... uh, is best for you, and you come back and sign it. It's it's really very straightforward and very simple. You know, I just met recently with a, a woman that we're doing some financial planning work, and, and we've done some really good things to help her at uh, USA Wealth Group. 
and she's all set with an income plan, and she's going to go through retirement very well. She also takes a, a long vacation um, every year for about a month, a little bit more than a month. But she just discovered recently that um, her brother, uh, who's not married and who has no children, and she'll probably be an heir of him, um, has an unexpected um, cancer and has just been given recently only a four-month time to live. So things happen quickly. Mm -hmm. So I asked her politely and quietly. He's not in the immediate areas, in the Boston area. I said, this is a difficult subject, you know, for you as well as for him, but has he done planning? Has he put his affairs in order? Has he done an estate plan? And sometimes we just don't have that opportunity. Some things happen unexpectedly. Right. And then we call it a tragedy. And it's an even bigger tragedy, I guess, if somebody just hasn't figured that things are going to happen to them and hasn't right. done planning. And I think when we hear about the deaths of some of these celebrities, it's usually a, a sudden thing. Yes. Um, drug drug overdose or heart attack or whatever. I think in the case of Robin Williams, he knew he was sick. Mm. I think he had been diagnosed with something, so maybe mm. that's why he planned. Right. But a lot of times it is sudden with the celebrities. Well, Richard Cushing once said, plan ahead. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. Mm. You know, you have to think ahead of time, right? <laughs> so go see attorney Michael Coleman or attorney Tenny Lance, and they'll help you build your ark. I'm always amazed at how quick some people's minds are. <laughs> it's just amazing they can come up with these little phrases. Well, you've built your ark, haven't you, Tenny? Well, I have a trust for sure. Of course. <laughs> and my trust is funded. Yes, Michael's done his trust. I have, yeah. yes. And um, – one of the quotations I need to give you from Benjamin Franklin, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. So let's talk about some other estates. This, um, how about Jacqueline Onassis? Uh, now, she did a plan, but she did a funny kind of a plan, didn't she? She did a will, and her will was filed for probate in Rhode Island. And guess what? The office of Lance Law Inc. has a copy of her will. Because it's a public record. And anybody who's interested to see her will, by the way, you can go into probate court in Rhode Island and get a copy of her will. It's not a sealed document. It's it's interesting that she was said to be a Rhode Island resident because I know that's where um, she and Jack were married, but I didn't think that was her ultimate residence. Yeah, I don't know. But that's where her will was probated, so Hmm. – well, you need to plan for incapacity also. So we're talking about wills and famous estates of people who died and didn't plan properly necessarily. But what are some of the other kinds of things you need to do for documents when you do estate planning? Well, another good um, a good example of a celebrity who died uh, quickly was the Sopranos actor James Gandolfini. He died of a heart attack in uh, 2013 in Italy, and he did have a will. Um, but he didn't do any tax planning. So what happened was that 55% of his estate went to federal and state estate taxes. So if he had done some tax planning, as we talked about before, maybe with a trust, he could have avoided or minimized that. And many young people, of course, think that they are invulnerable. But um, Tupac Shakur uh, died without a will, and um, his estate was tied up for ages with people seeking something from it. So uh, if you are young, don't think that you don't need these documents as well. 
So a lot of famous people go through these kinds of things. But you know what? A lot of ordinary people go through these issues and problems as well. There's nothing like a little bit of money in the family to bring out the worst in people sometimes. And I know, Mike and Tenny, you've seen a lot of examples of that over the years, haven't you? Oh, far too many. We often say that we could write a book. Um, Unfortunately, we see so many that I can't even remember them all. Can you, Mike? No. Well, I'll give you one who's a famous example, Mickey Rooney. Most people know Mickey Rooney was a very famous child actor. Um, He actually died at the age of 93. And when he died, he was almost penniless. But his family still fought about him in court. They didn't have any money to battle over, but instead they fought about where he should be buried. Mm. But there's an even sadder backstory about Mickey Rooney because while he was alive and while he still had some money, he actually testified before Congress on the subject of elder abuse. And when we did a show once on elder abuse, I remember this story. He had a um, a housekeeper or a manager who was actually stealing his money mm. and wasn't feeding him properly, wasn't taking him to proper medical care, and was truly just exploiting him. So you need to think about doing things like powers of attorney, and you need to think about doing things like health care documents mm-hmm. and other things besides just wills and trusts, don't you? Well, there are a couple of other examples that I think are interesting. Whitney Houston... Um, did make a will, but she made it early on, and things had changed drastically in her life since the will was done. And so when she died unexpectedly, uh, the will was no longer relevant. And then Florence Griffith Joyner um, also did a will, but kept the location secret. She never told anybody, so it couldn't be found. So it's always important if you do these documents to let your uh, named agents know where they can put their hands on them. So it doesn't necessarily have to be left in the custody of a lawyer's safe deposit box, but that could be a safe place, for mm-hmm. example. Yep. I'm assuming that over the years you've received inquiries when somebody is called looking for a will. Well, we, we receive them almost every day for either a will or a power of attorney document or whatever. And we have to be very careful about what we disclose to somebody, uh, the, the rules of ethics indicate that unless somebody is actually named in a document, we can't even disclose if the ultimate client was even our client. So we go through a lot of inquiry when, when we get calls. So there's a lot, a lot of important lessons you can learn. If you've done a trust, it's not enough to just do the trust. You have to fund it. Mm-hmm. And by funding it, you mean you have to retitle things like bank accounts or investment accounts or yeah. mutual funds. And we've already said that for the most part, you do real estate transfers. So when somebody does a trust, that means that you prepare the deed for their house to yep. put their house into the trust? Deed or deeds. If there's multiple pieces of property in Massachusetts, we'll do deeds for all the different parcels to get them into a trust. Now, do you just hand those back to the people after they're done, or do you No, take we care record of those with the Registry of Deeds. So you make sure they're recorded. Absolutely. And what happens when they come back from the Registry of Deeds? Do they come back to you first? Most of the time, we get the documents back. If it's registered land, they don't send original documents back, but recorded land. Mm-hmm. They'll send the originals back to the office, and then we give those to the client. And do you keep copies of those? We'll keep copies, yeah. Another interesting uh, celebrity planning is uh, Leona Helmsley. 
Oh, my favorite. She did a she great plan for her, for her dog, actually. She Was left $12 million, $12 million dollars for her in dog. trust for her Maltese <laughs> yep. named Trouble. It's a lot of dog food. And she cut out two of her four grandchildren. So, so what happened after that? Well, there was a big court battle. Um, the case eventually settled. Trouble only got $2 million. So. And the dog's name was Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he was really a lot of trouble, yeah. wasn't he? <laughs> now, I know, Mike, that you love your dog, Logan. Logan, yeah. I assume that he's not your beneficiary, or no, she? No, no, she's not. <laughs> She'll be taken care of, though. <laughs> so we've talked about Aretha Franklin. I mean, there's so many, many people. And, of course, it's it's kind of interesting and fun when you talk about famous people. It's not so much fun when it happens in your own family. So, well, I think the the reason for naming celebrities is to let people know that not uh, everyone is is doing the right thing, and and maybe make you think about um, properly planning for yourself. Just because you could say, "Wow, Frank Sinatra did the right thing. Why shouldn't I?" Uh, Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy, very famous author. He's written all kinds of books. I know you've read some of Tom Clancy's books, haven't you, Tenny? Most of them. Most of them. Um, didn't he write a book about uh, the nuclear submarine that was um, coming out of Russia? Uh, red, red, Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red, Hunt for red October. Well, there was $8 million at stake uh, recently in a battle between family members of the late author because his estate planning wasn't done clearly. He did an estate plan. It wasn't clear who should pay the estate taxes on his estate. Should it come out of his widow's share? Should it come out of the uh, residue, the the remaining beneficiary share? Who should pay the tax bill? And so disputes, litigation, um, you have to have clearly drafted documents explaining where things get paid from. Mm -hmm. And it was $82 million, not $8 million. He had a lot of money. Oh, it was $82 million, yes. But I guess the, the amount at stake for taxes was something like $8 million. Uh-huh. But his estate was $82 million. Yep. So he read a lot of good books. He must have done a lot of planning when he wrote all those books. Yeah. But he wouldn't necessarily have known. Hmm. Somebody didn't give him great advice. Right. Another example is Jimi Hendrix. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would have cared about having a will or a trust. So. He didn't have a will. Um, He died in 1970, and it says in one article that the fight over his estate went on for more than 30 years. Yeah. And it didn't settle until uh, July 2015. Is Jimi Hendrix a guy who's buried in Paris? Yes, I was just trying to – I was thinking the same thing. Um, When Tenny and I made a trip over there once, we actually went to the cemetery and saw his uh, tombstone where he's buried. Mm. So it must have been an international dispute that went on for him. I mean, it must have been really interesting. It would have been fun to be involved in that. Yeah. Well, how about Prince? Uh, Prince's heirs, uh, as early as this year, two years after his death, Prince's heirs still hadn't received a penny from his estate. And it was estimated to be over $200 million. Um, And that's that, by the way is the sad thing that happens uh, with a will and particularly with a will contest that assets are tied up for long periods of time uh, and so people don't have the money to do 
uh, the things that are necessary, pay the funeral home or whatever. We've talked about this earlier, but that really is one of the unfortunate things that can happen. Well, when Prince died, he not only didn't have an estate plan, but he hadn't even created a will, and that makes settling the estate that much more difficult. And that's Mm -hmm. when you go back to this process of intestacy that um, you talked about earlier. Um, You have to have an executor or administrator, I guess is the word, right? Personal rep. Personal representative appointed. And then they have to figure out who the heirs are, and then they have to follow the rules of intestacy, and they have to gather the assets. In the case of Prince, he had uh, six siblings and the IRS mm-hmm. to deal with. So two years after his death, not even one penny had been distributed from his estate. Uh, these are famous people with larger estates, and you think, well, these are unusual situations. But there's so many, many people who come into the office, I suspect, with screwed up estates. Yeah. Another thing that we sometimes deal with is who's going to be named as the executor or trustee or successor trustee. Sometimes people aren't sure who they're going to choose if they don't want their children to serve. Then maybe it would be a brother or a sister, but a lot of times those people are older too. So sometimes that's a hard decision. And when Doris Duke passed away, she left a $1.3 billion estate and she named her butler as her executor and trustee. Um, he didn't manage things well, so eventually he was taken out and a board of trustees was appointed to manage this charitable trust. So she named her butler. At least she didn't name her dog. <laughs> well, so many people that we've talked about, Sonny Bono uh, from Sonny and Cher, Jerry Garcia from The Grateful Dead, Jimi Hendrix we just mentioned. Um, it's interesting to know and to think that all these people with all this money who could have all the advice that they could uh, obtain and get good professional treatment and professional guidance didn't do the things they needed to do. Either because they procrastinated or never thought about their own death. And it's and mostly that's... because they procrastinated, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, Bob Marley, uh, just so many, many people we can talk about. Whitney Houston, I think it was mentioned. Um, a gentleman named Ron Cooper once wrote, my biggest regret could be summed up in one word, and that's procrastination. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do it with all kinds of things. Christopher Parker wrote, procrastination is like a credit card. It's a lot of fun until you get the bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of times it's not you who gets the bill. It's your heirs who have to deal with it. Yeah, that's a very good point, isn't it, Mike? Yeah. Yep. Well said. Um, Henry David Thoreau, who wrote Walden, said, Never look back unless you are planning to go that way. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes people would like to. That doesn't work. Well, I'd like to go back about 20 years, wouldn't you, Tenny? No. No? No? <laughs> I'd, I'd like to have another 20 years, but I'm not sure I want to go back 20. <laughs> well, I want to give you one other sort of planning quotation, and I have a special quotation I want to say for the end uh, today. Uh, Pablo Picasso once wrote, Our goals can only be reached through a vehicle of a plan in which we must fervently believe and upon which we must vigorously act. There is no other route to success. And the same thing is true if you want to protect your assets, if you want to protect your family, if you want to make sure that things aren't going to be messed up in your family. And uh, you need to plan. And even if you think you have a plan that was done, if it's done a while ago, you ought to get it checked. 
Yeah. You got to make sure your beneficiary schedules are still current. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure also that your documents now still comply with the law. We see people with very old powers of attorney, either for property or for health. And the law changed in 2009. So, folks, if you did your documents before that time, you really need to get them updated. I want to close today with a couple of special thoughts. Um, Just in the past couple of weeks, we've experienced the death of uh, George Herbert Walker Bush. Mm -hmm. Um, I was always a fan of his, and I think he did a lot of really great things for this country. Um, One of the funny things that he wrote once is, uh, and I think you'll like this one, Tenny, from George H.W. Bush, never ask anyone over 70 how they feel. They'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) What a wonderful man he was. He was so dignified, and yet he was so human. Yeah. He also wrote something that I I liked a lot, and uh, this is from uh, uh, former President George uh, H.W. Bush. America is never wholly herself unless she is engaged in high moral principle. We as a people have such a purpose today. It is to make kinder the face of the nation and gentler the face of the world. What a a noble thought that was. Mm Yes, he was a great man. So I'd like to close today simply by uh, thanking Attorney Michael Coleman and Attorney Tenny Lance for being here. I know a lot of the things that we talk about sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, you may have heard before or thought about before, but it is a human fact that people tend to put things off. Mm. And if you do that, then the unexpected can happen. And sometimes it's your family that's going to suffer. Um, And the undesired can happen. And the unexpected people that you may not want to benefit are going to end up with your assets. And changes happen in life. Life is all about change. So things will have happened in your life. Get your estate plan changed. uh, Get it checked out at least. It doesn't cost anything to go and talk to you, Michael. I was just going to mention that we offer free consultations. So if anyone's listening and wants to talk about any of these things, Give us a call at 508-998-8800. And um, maybe we'll do a show again next week, or maybe we'll put it off until the following week if we procrastinate enough. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. See you again next week.